The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on sleeper but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over under game just head to sleeper.com slash sgp on your phone to join the sgpn group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 at sleeper.com slash sgp and make sure to download the sgpn app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, 6.01 on the East Coast, here to dive into the Saturday game schedule. And joining me to break it down for the Saturday schedule, my main man, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Munaf? Uh, good to be with you. It's going all right. Busy day on this feel-good Friday, but nice to start off with the W. Got brought it home with the Cardinals on the money line. Can't believe we got him at a less than a pick price. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Um, yeah, I was scratching my head. It was like, am I falling for the trap here? Uh, but I actually wasn't, so I actually did bet on uh, Cardinals as well. That that one got home fairly, fairly easily there, uh, Dylan. So great start to the day. But um, let's talk about some news that happened uh, earlier this morning, uh, obviously the news out of Philadelphia, the firing of Joe Girardi as the club manager for the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies um, had some, again, high expectations, I guess, coming into the season and in a division where a lot of times we've seen over the last couple of seasons where it's been wide open between the Mets, the Braves, and the Phillies. You know, not so much this year, obviously, with all the, the moves that the New York Mets did make and all the injuries, especially to their pitching staff that they're doing with. They're off to a great start, but it's been completely opposite for the Philadelphia Phillies. They decided to part ways with Joe Girardi as of this morning. Currently, the Philadelphia Phillies, 22 and 29, 12 games back in the National League East. Um, Dylan, I, I don't really remember a time where a manager was fired this early in the season. It usually happens, I guess, towards the tail end of the season, but, uh, we can quickly cover this before we get into the games here, but what was your initial reaction when you heard about the news of Joe Girardi being let go by the Philadelphia Phillies? I mean, I wasn't too surprised, to be honest. I know Joe, Joe Girardi's had some, some success in his uh, in his career, but you, you got to think for the lineup that they have and all of the additions that they thought they made with their bullpen, it just ha- they've been underachieving all year. And Joe Girardi has been the least profitable Phillies manager on the money line over the last 15 years. So... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's all his fault because he doesn't go out and sign these bad reliever pitchers out of the bullpen. So it might not be all on him, but you know how it goes yeah. in baseball. When the team is struggling, the manager is usually going to get the boot. So I'm not surprised. Do I think it was a little early? Yes, but I mean, I, I don't blame him at the end of the day. And now they're, now they're turning internal with their bench coach, Rob Thompson. He's going to be interim manager. So it's good that they're trying to hire within. 
Yeah, I think that it was. I, I, again, I understand that he had success when he was with the Yankees, and and you know it hasn't been um, great for the Phillies over the last, past couple seasons here. But yeah, I thought it was a little bit premature, especially when it's a 162 game season. But I agree with you. It's it makes sense. I mean, are we surprised about it with how Phillies ha- the Phillies have performed, especially this season and, and last season? No, but again, uh, uh, I would have given it a little bit more time, especially it's a 162 game season. But um, yeah, I quickly wanted to cover that. So I guess not too much of a surprise with Joe Girardi being let go by the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, uh, Dylan, we have a lot of games to get to here for Saturday. So why don't we dive right into the schedule for Saturday with the first game on the board is going to be the Ooh, ah, Detroit Tigers at the New York Yankees. Uh, probable pitchers for this game is going to be Breesky for the Detroit Tigers and Luis Severino for the New York Yankees, a 105 Eastern start in Yankee Stadium. Uh, looking at the lines here, the New York Yankees are overwhelming favorites. You have a minus 280 price, uh, plus 225 on the money line for the Tigers. Over under set at eight. Uh, run line for the Yankees minus one and a half, minus one twenty five, and then for the uh, Detroit Tigers plus one and a half, plus one hundred five for their run line. Dylan, I'll let you lead this one off, my man. Um, Breeski versus Severino. What do you got for us? Yeah, give me the Yankees here, minus one and a half. I got it earlier at the opening line at minus one ten. I'm seeing minus one twenty fives out there, so do shop around. I like them up to a minus one thirty. It's because I like Luis Severino at home. He's done a really good job. He's really limiting batters. Uh, his last time against the Tigers, he was successful. Five innings, only one run given up. And the Yankees, they've covered the run line that game as well when he did pitch. I don't trust Brisky on the road. He struggled. 0-3, 559 ERA, 12 runs given up in 19 innings. I think this is a good spot for the Yankees to keep it rolling. So I'm going to take the Yankees. I trust their bats a lot more than I do the Tigers. So minus one and a half Yankees for me. Yeah, definitely not laying that 280 price. Um, you know, I think this is a game where you do go with the run line and echoing everything that you just said, my man. Um, agree about everything. I'm not going to add much more there. So Yankees run line for both of us here uh, against the Detroit Tigers with Breeski on the mound for the uh, Detroit Tigers there. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day it's going to be between the St. Louis Cardinals at the Chicago Cubs. It's going to be the first game of the double header between these two teams. Like we discussed earlier, Cardinals get the easy victory as of Friday afternoon where they won that game, really 14 to five or six uh, in that game with Miklas getting the uh, W there. But um, I don't think we have a lot of uh, the starting pitcher for, I believe the St. Louis Cardinals yet. And I don't see a, um, a line for this game either, Dylan. Do you see anything about pitching or a line? If not, we can move on mm-hmm. to the next game. Yeah, I don't. I Usually I, I'm able to like hone in who's going to be the starter, but I can't even find who's going to start this first game. They do have a doubleheader. I see no lines up. I couldn't even make my own line because I, I have no information on this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, so again, uh, check the line. Again, this is a good time, Raju. Check our picks over on uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, MLB yep. picks, and, and uh, we'll have that game pick for you guys once the pitcher is announced for the St. Louis Cardinals. So we won't ma- waste any more time on that. Let's get over to the next game 
of the day. It's going to be a 307 Eastern start between the Minnesota Twins visiting the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm seeing Dylan Bundy on the mound for the Minnesota Twins uh, and Jose Berrios for the Toronto Blue Jays. Currently looking at the line for this game, I am seeing the uh, Toronto Blue Jays a minus 150 favorite. Uh, Twins are plus 130 on the money line. Uh, run line is plus one and a half, minus 160 for the Minnesota Twins and minus one and a half, plus 140 for the, uh, sorry, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Over under is set at nine. Uh, I will lead off for this game here, Dylan. Um, talking about Dylan Bundy here, he currently has a three and two record for the Minnesota Twins with a 4.76 ERA, a whip of one point. One, sorry, 1.31. His last start was against the Detroit Tigers. Actually, his last two starts were against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the last game in Detroit, he gave a four earned runs over six innings pitch, nine hits. The one thing that really stood out for me here for Dylan Bundy, he's atrocious on the road. Uh, 7.50 ERA, a whip of 1.67. Look at his numbers at home. Uh, they're at target field. 0.57 with a whip of 0.77 for the uh, Minnesota Twins. So again, if you're going to black Dylan Bundy, you probably want to do it at home at on the road. Hasn't been very pretty for him. Jose Berrios on the mound for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, three and two with a 5.62 ERA, a whip of 1.51. His last outing against the Angels in Los Angeles was not very pretty. Two and one third inning pitched, gave up six earned runs, gave up two long bombs, gave up six hits as well. And he's a pitcher that does well at home uh, opposite of Dylan Bundy. He has a 3.15 ERA at home where he is pitching today uh, on Saturday. I'm sorry, a whip of 1.4, a little bit higher, but he is uh, a two and O at home so far this season. Uh, I do like the Toronto blue Jays here, uh, Dylan. I would probably look at their money line. Uh, maybe if you want to lay the minus one and a half on that run line, there's some value there on that plus money of it uh, at plus plus one forty. Uh, total, I would probably look at the team total for the Toronto Blue Jays here. The Minnesota Twins are not a very good team without uh, Carlos Correa in the lineup. They have, uh, with Correa in the lineup, I believe they're putting about 4.89 runs up. And I think it's right around three or a little bit less within, uh, less than that without Correa in this lineup. So I'm leading Blue Jays here. Dylan, what do you have got for this game? Yeah, I was actually able to grab the opening line. I got the Blue Jays on the money line at minus 120. Now we've seen a 30 cent change. I like them up to a minus 150. So we're getting, we're at that point where it's, uh, but I just can't fade this Blue Jay team right now. Five in a row, eight and two in their last 10. And you're right, Dylan Bundy just on the road is not who you want. The Twins are just struggling in general. They've lost four of their last five. The Blue Jays, they've, the bats have really woken up. So, at a minus 150, that's the most I'd take. I would lean at that point to try to get some value. I do like the team total for the Blue Jays. If you're able to grab a four and a half over, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, re- I really like that. Even five, I set my line at 5.2. So I, I would like it at a five, but if you're able to get a four and a half, I, I even lay a little price on that as well. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. So uh, both Dylan and I, buy price is right at one minus 150, which it is right now. Uh, Dylan got that opening number at minus 120. We do like the team total to go over if you're able to get a four and a half, but uh, buy price uh, would be at five as well for the Toronto Blue Jays. All right, Dylan, let's get over to the next game, my man. It's going to be a, <clears throat> I'm sorry, um, a 405 Eastern start between the Arizona Diamondbacks visiting the Pittsburgh Pirates. Zach Davies on the mound for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and Contreras 
on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Looking at the line for this game, I currently see the Pirates are a home uh, favorite in this game. Minus 115 on the money line. Minus 105 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The over-under is set at 8.5. Minus 1.5, plus 170 for the Pirates on the run line. And plus 1.5, minus 200 for the Arizona Diamondbacks on their run line. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you lead off this one, man. What do you got? Yeah, it surprised me we actually saw the line open at a pick'em price. But Mm -hmm. I did make the Guardians a minus 125 favorite. I got the uh, Guardians at a minus 110. So uh, the the Guardians... no, the Pirates? Yeah, we're talking oh, about the okay. Diamondbacks and Pirates. Game. Yeah, sorry, I was looking at the wrong one. I apologize. No, no, for you're the good. Guy, for, the, for the D-backs and Pirates, I'm going to go under eight and a half. No okay. play on this side, but I'll take a stab at the under. I made my total 8.2, so it's around that mark. Contreras, he's 1-0 at home. He always made two starts, but he's pitched really well. Zero runs given up in eight innings. 10 strikeouts, which you like to see. He's fanning a lot of batters, not getting, not allowing them on. I do worry about Davies and his recent form, but hopefully against this Pirate lineup, he could turn it around. Both teams just, uh, have played a lot of unders recently, so mm. I'm hoping for a low-scoring game. I'm going to go under 8.5 here. Yeah, I, I think I, I like the Pirates in the first five innings, and I think echoing to what you just said about Zach Davies, I just don't trust him early on, and I think the numbers are really saying that. Over his last four starts, Dylan, uh, he's allowed at least three earned runs in every single one of those starts, and uh, and they've been at home as well. And if you kind of take a look at his away ERA so far this season, 5.4 uh, in road starts, a 1.25 uh, whip, one and two so far on the year uh, on the road. So, um I want to get in the game. I want to get out. So I'm going to take the uh, Pirates first five innings here against the Arizona Diamondbacks with Zach Davies on the mound um, for this game. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. It's going to be between the Cleveland Guardians at the Baltimore Orioles. Tristan McKenzie on the mound for the Cleveland Guardians. Tyler Wells on the mound for uh, the Baltimore Orioles. It's going to be a 405 Eastern start. Looking at the line for this game, uh, the Guardians are favored at minus 125 uh, with McKenzie on the mound, like I said, plus 105 for the Baltimore Orioles on the money line. Over under is set at eight for this game, minus one and a half, plus 130 on the run line for the Guardians, and plus one and a half, minus 150 for the, um, for the Orioles at home there. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you kick this off since you were already talking about the Guardians there, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I apologize about that. No, no, that. you're good. You're good. Yeah, There's too many I games for us I... to cap. We get confused sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes I put them in the wrong order, and I think we're going in the order, and I just get mixed up. But uh, no, uh, yeah, I am on the Guardians. The price that I'm seeing right now, minus 125, is what I made my line. So okay. it, it looks much more uh, uh closer to a game, but I was able to grab the, excuse me, the guardians at a minus minus one ten. So I'll take a shot with the tribe here. Uh, I'm a fan of McKenzie. He's been able to give the guardians some nice length going in seven innings in his last three starts. His home away spits are kind of similar. So not too much difference there, but uh, Wells, he's actually pitched really good at home. I just like the way the guardian team has been playing in whole as opposed to the Orioles. They've won four of their last five. Orioles, they're a very good team at home. I think they'll make this one a close game, but give me the Guardians to scratch out a win here on the road. I like McKenzie. Yeah, and the one team that I, uh, you know, I, I talked about was, and when I did a handicapping was Baltimore Orioles have been really good against a run line at home, and 
that 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 number at minus one fifty, I, I can't get behind that price at plus one and a half. It was if it was sub one forty, I would probably get behind it. But that's the way I, I would lean towards this game for the Baltimore Orioles at that plus one and a half price. But if you're able to, you know, find something sub one forty five or, or one forty for the Baltimore Orioles on that plus one and a half, I would look at it that way. And I agree with what you said about Tyler Wells or that he's been pitching really well for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. I know the record is at two and four, but his whip is at one point zero eight. His last start yeah. against the Boston Red Sox, six shutout innings. He only allowed two hits. So I like the way that he's been pitching. And he's faced some good offenses over his last two starts, right? He faced the Yankees where he only allowed two earned runs. And again, like I mentioned, against the Red Sox where he only allowed two hits and zero runs in that game. And his ERA at home, 2.29 and uh, a whip of below one at 0.92. So I'll lean with the uh, uh, Orioles at plus one and a half on uh, their run line for this game. Uh, you have anything else for this game, uh, Dylan, before we move on? No, I would also just add, if you are going to play the Orioles, I would say first five plus a half is a oh, good yes. play as well. Yeah, that's a great call there, um, especially with, you know, can you trust the Wells. bullpens? No, but um, with Tyler Wells no. on the mound, uh, yeah, I would look at it that way for sure. All right, let's get over to the next game of the day. It's going to be the Seattle Mariners visiting the Texas Rangers. It's going to be a 405 Eastern start as well. Uh, on the mound for the Seattle Mariners, Marco Gonzalez and Glenn Otto on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Looking at the opening line for this game, it's a pretty much a pick em price. It's minus 110 both ways for this game. Over under set at nine with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. The run line, minus one and a half, plus 145 uh, for the Seattle Mariners and plus one and a half, minus 165 for the uh, Texas Rangers. Um on the mound, like I mentioned, it's going to be Marco Gonzalez for the Seattle Mariners. He is three and five so far this season. 3.55 ERA, a whip of 1.40. Uh, his last outing was really good against the Houston Astros uh, uh, on their home uh, field there. Seven and third inning, gave up five hits, only two earned runs. Uh, struck out two guys. He's not a big strikeout guy, is uh, Marco Gonzalez. But kind of looking at his splits here, the, the ERAs are same at home. In a way, but I think the one thing that does stand out for me is that he has a one in three record on the road, and the whip is significantly higher on the road at 1.71. Uh, looking at Glenn Otto in this game for the Texas Rangers, he has a record of three and two, the 4.33 ERA, a whip of 1.36 at home so far this season. ERA is a little bit high at 6.91, a whip of 1.74, a record of one and one at home. Um, he had one bad start, which was against the uh, Boston Red Sox back on May 14th. It was really inflating that ERA at home, but his last start against the Tampa Bay Rays, he was really good. Six innings, only allowed four hits, gave up one earned run. The walks are the problem, Dylan, with uh, Glenn Otto. I mean, he's given up at least, uh, or he's issued three walks in almost every single start. It's like for two or three here. So um, I'm curious to see what the... Uh, Texas Rangers are doing against left-handed pitching, but I'm going to lean with the home team here, Texas Rangers. I think that Glenn Otto can build off of uh, the home start that he had against the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and again, the Mariners bats did pick up against the Baltimore Orioles, but I think this is a spot where I, 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 I want to trust Otto and gets it done against the Seattle Mariners here. But uh, what did you have for this game, Dylan? Yeah, no, excuse me, no play on the side. I did make the Rangers a minus 114 favorite, so I do think Otto is the maybe not better pitcher, but I do favor him at home against Gonzalez. But I'm going to play another under 
Nine seems a bit high. I set my total at 8.5. I think Marco Gonzalez, he's been decent on the road. His last two starts on the road, they won those games, and the game went way under. Now, besides that bad one start against the Red Sox, Otto, I think he's looked really solid in his last three starts. Four total runs given up in just three games. I think that Red Sox game was an outlier. So I'm going to just throw that out the window, and I think we get another low-scoring game. So I'm going to dive under nine. Yeah, Texas Rangers, they're kind of mediocre. They're right in the middle of the pack as far as facing left-handed pitching. Uh, Their team batting average is uh, 240. Um, you know, they are actually number two in the entire league uh, in home runs against left-handed pitching, which is at uh, 24 and RBIs. They're up there as well. So I'll uh, again, uh, that just kind of makes me feel more confident about the side for the Texas Rangers. But uh, Dylan is on the under in this game uh, as well. Uh, before we move on, let me tell you guys where you can make these bets that we're giving out. And that's going to be over on win bet. Make sure to get down on Wins Bet $50 win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. And if a patron wagers, $1,000 on sports. They are eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And let me tell you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now... You can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that the that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's a built-in group chat where I can play and see my copy, see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now or play to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So all you have to do is on your mobile device, join our listener group as well at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Dylan, let's keep the ball rolling here, my man. The next game on the board, it's going to be the Boston Red Sox in Oakland to take on the Oakland A's, a 407 Eastern start. Nick Pavetta on the mound for the Boston Red Sox and Paul Blackburn on the mound for the Oakland A's. I know last week we got burned by uh, Paul Blackburn because he was getting priced uh, at plus money odds every single start. And, and we were cashing on those. But again, in this game, another plus money prize for block Paul Blackburn, going against the Red Sox plus plus one ten on the money line for Paul Blackburn minus minus one thirty for the Red Sox with Nick Pavetta on the mound uh, over under a set at seven and a half in this game with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus one fifteen. Uh Red Sox on the run line minus one and a half plus one forty five and uh, the Oakland A's on the run line, plus one and a half, minus 165 here. Um, 
Uh, Dylan, why don't you leave, lead us off on this one, my man? Yeah, give me the Red Sox here on the money line. I Ooh. was able to grab them. Okay. Give me the minus 120. Uh, I see one, minus 124. I like them up to a minus 135. Munoff, I know last week we talked about <laughs> continuing to back Blackburn yeah. at this plus price, but the A's might be the worst hitting team in the league. They're, they're either last or the bottom five in all the major categories you want to be in. So mm. I, I just can't back them right now. And Pavetta, he's actually pitched better on the road than at home. The yeah. way this Red Sox lineup has been hit, they cooled down a little bit, but they're still much better hitting team than the A's. So at, on the road at this short price, I have to back Pavetta and the Red Sox. Yeah, I think the market or – uh, betters were aware of the Black, uh, Paul, sorry, Paul Blackburn train early on in the season where he was five and zero. He was getting priced at a uh, uh, at plus odds in every single one of his starts, and again, it's in this game as well. Um, yeah, you're right. I think that um, the Red Sox bats or the Oakland A's bats haven't been great. Um, and I think that you obviously prefer the Red Sox offense. I know they've cooled down a little bit, like you just mentioned, Dylan, but as much as I want to take Paul Blackburn here, I think, like you mentioned, Nick Pavetta has been pitching really well over his past several starts for the uh, Boston Red Sox. Um, he's only given up three earned runs or more in uh, just once over his last five starts. In those other starts, he's given up a combined three earned runs total uh, in the four of his last five starts. So, I'll back the Red Sox here. I think it's a short price here of minus 130. I think the bats can, again, get it going here. And, you know, maybe, um, uh, you know, the they can – people or teams are starting to figure out Paul Blackburn a little bit. But we'll see. Do you have any thoughts on the total? Because I feel like – it's even at 7.5, I still feel like I would want to take the under. Really? I set my total at 7.8, so I do okay. see value in the, in the over, actually. Okay. Because um, because I do I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think that teams are starting to figure out Blackburn a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's why I want to ask you because you always have the numbers ready there. So um I'll maybe maybe this gets to an eight at that point if it does. Um I'll take the under, but right now it's seven and a half at the little bit of juice at minus one fifteen. I think that um uh, the value probably isn't there on the under, like you mentioned there, Dylan. All right, let's get over to the next game of the afternoon. It's going to be the Chicago White Sox in Tampa Bay uh, to take on the Tampa Bay Rays with Dylan Cease on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. Drew Rasmussen on the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays. 410 Eastern start. Uh, I'm currently seeing lines for this game. Uh, I don't see a line for this game. Dylan, do you see anything on your end for this game? If not, I can just talk through the pitcher, uh, through the pitchers here. Yeah, the White Sox are underdogs plus 102. The Rays are a minus 115 favor. Over under is at seven. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and then uh, talk about the pitchers here for this game. It's going to be like I mentioned, uh, Dylan Cease on the mound for the Chicago White Sox so far this season. Dylan Cease is, and why am I not seeing this on my screen? Uh, oh, there we go. Four and two so far this season. 3.69 ERA, uh, whip of 1.25, 76 total strikeouts so far for Dylan Cease. Um, his last start against the Chicago Cubs was absolutely brilliant. Seven innings pitched, um, only allowed two hits in that game, gave up one run, which wasn't earned, though. Uh, this previous start, he was lit up by the Boston sorry, the Boston Red Sox, uh, where he went three innings, did allow seven earned runs. Uh, but I think this is a, a spot where he can bounce back here. He has faced the Tampa Bay Rays earlier this year in the second start of the season. 
on April 15th. Um, five and two thirds innings in that game, gave up three hits, one earned run in that game against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, and, and it's a way start so far this season. He's a two and one. The ERA is definitely better on the road. 2.57 ERA with a whip of 1.48. And on the other side, like I mentioned for the Tampa Bay Rays, it's going to be uh, Drew Rasmussen five and two so far on the year, a 3.47 ERA, a whip of 1.09. He did face uh, this team as well. Back on April 15th, these two pitchers did match up in that game in Chicago. Uh, Rasmussen uh, gave up three earned runs in five innings in that game. Um, so, uh, and then, I'm uh, sorry, let me tell you his home ERA, 2.10 with a whip of below one with a, uh, sorry, a whip of 0.9. He's perfect 3-0 and on the road. Sorry, at home so far this season. I feel like the public here, Dylan, and correct me if I'm wrong, and, and I feel like the 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 sorry the public is going to be all over the Chicago White Sox here, seeing that plus money price with Dylan Cease because again he's been in that conversation for Cy Young or even Strikeout King, um, but the numbers looking at Rasmussen, especially at home here, I like what I'm seeing from Rasmussen. I think that he can you know pitch better against this. White Sox team, especially being at home and having a perfect uh, record of three and zero at home with a whip of below one, uh, that really you know kind of tips the scale for me here. Uh, but I'm going to lean here with the Rays. Uh, might not be the popular pick um, between these two teams, especially going against Dylan Cease. But I'm going to back the Rays here on that money line. Uh, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I do lean the Rays here at home as well. I agree 100. percent Rasmussen, in my opinion, I thought I think he's been better, especially at home than Dylan yeah. Cease. Dylan Cease is the more popular guy. And like you said, I think the public, they're going to see a plus price and they're going to jump that. And I like to kind of be on the side, on the other side of the public most of the time. So I, I agree at home, they have the better bullpen as well, the Rays. And I just don't like what I'm seeing from the White Sox in general. Their best hitter, Tim Anderson is out. Yeah. They've lost four of their last five games. So it's going to either be raised or pass for me, but I'll, at this short price, I was able to find a minus one Oh five, but I still like him up to a minus one thirty. That's what I made the raise the favorite. All so. right. There we go. Yeah. Glad you agree with me there. I feel like there's the value there or, uh, is on the Tampa Bay race here, especially with Drew Rasmussen pitching at home for the uh, Tampa Bay race. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Houston Astros in Kansas city to take on the Royals. Uh, currently it's sorry. It's going to be a four ten Eastern start. Luis Garcia on the mound for the Houston Astros for the, uh, Kansas city Royals. It's going to be, uh, do you see a pitcher? Cause I don't see a pitcher listed for this game here, Dylan. Yeah. The Kyle Bubich. Okay. Is it going to be Bubich for them? Cause I'm seeing, yeah. okay. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a Ronald Bolanos for the Kansas City Royals. Let me check the lines here for tomorrow. I don't see a line for this game. Do you have a line in front of you there? No, I don't have a line either. And if okay. I, yeah, now I'm seeing on another thing, Ronald Bolonis or yeah. however you pronounce. So I, I, I handicapped the wrong guy because I did boobage. So. Okay. Um, yeah, my lines are not right. No worries. Okay, I'll, I'll just kind of talk to Luis Garcia here, and then uh, uh, for Bolanos as well. So, Luis Garcia, starting pitcher for the Houston Astros, three and three so far this season, a three point one four ERA, a WHIP of one point zero seven for um, Luis Garcia. He's coming off of two really good starts. 
His last start was against the Seattle Mariners, where he went six innings, gave up only one earned run. And then his previous start against the Cleveland Guardians, five innings, uh, did allow two earned runs in that game, four runs overall. Uh, did allow five hits uh, in that game as well. But he's been uh, really good for the Astros so far this season. The wins aren't there, but on the road is what's uh, what's really sticking out for me for Luis Garcia. 2.16 ERA and a whip of 1.20. Uh, the record is at 1-2 and two on the road, but again, that ERA is what's sticking out for me. Um, for the Kansas City Royals, it's going to be Ronald uh, Bolanos, probably butchering that name, but he's kind of been a guy that's coming out of the bullpen I believe for this uh, Kansas City Royals team, uh, his ERA overall is uh, right at three, a whip of 1.5. Um, at home so far, he has a 4.15 ERA and a whip of 1.73. So that doesn't really fare well for him, which kind of leads me to believe once these new lines come out, I'm going to take a look at the uh, Astros' first five innings run line um, and also that first five innings team total for the Astros uh, once those two lines do come out. But I, I would lean toward the Astros. Again, I don't know what the price will come out to be. Um, but Dylan, did you have anything for this game before we get to the next one? Yeah, no, I handicapped the wrong pitcher, but I would imagine the Astros opening up as a pretty big favor, anywhere yeah. around minus 160, minus 170. Uh, total, uh, I can see an eight, eight and a half. The Astros have been playing a lot of under games, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I got to see who's pitching, and I got to see how the lines open up at. Yeah. But I, I trust you, and I lean first five would be a nice play as well, especially minus a half, probably mm-hmm. get down to a minus 110. Yeah, I'd probably look at that uh, Astros first five inning teams total as well, um, especially with the struggles that we've kind of seen with Blanos at home, especially so far this season. All right, next game of the night, or sorry, the afternoon. A lot of afternoon games here for Saturday, but it's going to be the San Diego Padres in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Mackenzie Gore on the mound for the San Diego Padres. Aaron Ashby on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking at the line for this game, um, I'm seeing an opening line with the Milwaukee Brewers favored by minus 120. Uh, even money price for the San Diego Padres on the money line. Total is set at seven and a half with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 170 for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And for the San Diego Padres on the run line, plus one and a half minus 200 uh, there for the Padres. Uh, Dylan, I will let you lead this one off, my man. Uh, what do you got for this game? Yeah, Malcolm has kind of put me on to this Aaron Ashby kid, and his numbers are pretty good. He hasn't pitched a whole lot at home, but he's gone uh, he's gone up against pretty tough lineups and this Padre team as well. He went five scoreless. I think the Brewers are just a better team right now. The, the, the Padres, they've lost four in a row. The Brewers, they've won three straight against this Padre team. They just have their number right now, and at this short favorite, Minus 120, I'm seeing. I'm, I'll take the Brewers here at home. I made them a minus 128 favorite. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with the, everything that you just said there. Um, yeah, shout out to Malcolm for leading us to Aaron Ashby. Again, his last start, he struck out 12 batters against the uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, six innings pitched there, one earned run. He hasn't allowed, he's allowed one earned run over his last four starts. He had a rough outing against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. Uh, where he did give up six earned runs. But other than that, he's been really solid uh, at home. Uh, he's only had one start. That's crazy that um, all of his, or sorry, he's had two starts at home um, or two appearances at home where he's gone seven and third and hasn't allowed a single earned run in that span. He has a whip of 1.09 uh, at home. So 
argue with you. I'll go with Aaron Ashby here. Looking at the left-handed pitching, uh, sorry, left-handed batting stats for this uh, both of these squads, um, San Diego Padres are where are they on my list here? They're kind of middle of the pack. They're batting two forty-five as a team. Um, RBIs, they are San Diego Padres again, right in that middle of the pack there. Um, so not much to go off of for the San Diego Padres against left-handed pitching and Milwaukee, not so great against left-handed pitching as well. But I agree with you about Aaron Ashby here. I'll, I'll lean with uh, Ashby as well. Uh, anything else for this game, Dylan, before we get over to the next one? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm just on the birds. All right, let's keep it rolling here. The next game of the day, it's going to be a 4-10 Eastern start between the San Francisco Giants visiting the Miami Marlins. Logan Webb on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. Pablo Lopez on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Looking at the lines for this game, it's going to be minus 110 both ways for both of these uh, pitchers. Over-under set at 6.5 with minus 125 towards the over. Run line plus one and a half, minus 180 for the Marlins, and minus one and a half, plus 155 for the San Francisco Giants. I'll lead this one off here, Dylan. Uh, two stud pitchers on the mound here. If you're if you're a um, if you're a baseball fan that likes watching those pitching duels, I think this might uh, game may be the one for you. But Logan Webb has struggled a little bit over his past couple starts here. He has gone uh, deep into games. His last start was against the Phillies, where he did go eight innings. He did allow three earned runs in that game, uh, three solo home runs in that game, four hits overall. He did strike out 10 batters uh, in that game against the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, he's really been a pitcher that we've talked about uh, backing at home last season. He had a 1.96 ERA with 6-0 six, uh, six oh at home. But this season, he, he's um, that ERA has kind of uh, uh, evened out or regressed uh, for Logan Webb at home, but the away ERA where he's pitching tomorrow or sorry on Saturday, 3.73 with a whip of 1.05, two and one uh, record on the road. Pablo Lopez, absolutely stud so far this season for the Milwaukee, sorry, Milwaukee, Miami Marlins, four and two, 1.83 ERA, a whip of below 1.98. At home so far this season, Dylan, um, 2.33 ERA. He is 2-1, 1.00 whip. He did face this um, uh, San Francisco uh, Giants team in his first start of the season in San Francisco where he did go five innings, gave up only three hits, one earned run in that game, six strikeouts. I'm going to take the home uh, pitcher here, Pablo Lopez. I feel like we're getting a big discount here on him, especially how well he's been pitching Throughout the season, he does have that experience of facing this Giants team. Uh, Giants bats did regress a little bit over the past week or so here, but at, at a minus one ten price, I feel like he is the better pitcher, especially at home. I'm going to go with Pablo Lopez minus one ten against the San Francisco Giants here. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, so in Marlin games, we always see a dramatic price change as soon as the lines drop. Uh, we see about a twenty to thirty cent line change always. So I was able to get the Marlins at a plus one fifteen. So that's already wow. twenty cents we've seen. So I actually flipped it. I made the Marlins a minus one twenty favorite. Like you said, I love Pablo Lopez here at home. And we we talked a couple of weeks ago about how different Logan Webb is on the road than at home. So yeah, on the road right now, I just can't back him, especially against how good Pablo Lopez has been. Like you said, the bats have digressed for the Giants as well. 
the Marlins. They took the first game of the series yesterday. They play a lot of one-run score games. Mm -hmm. And with Lopez on the mound, I think they're live dogs. I mean, they're not dogs anymore, but when I got them, they were dogs. And they're just a tough team to put away at home. So give me the Marlins here. Yeah, I love the Marlins here. Paulo Lopez, man. I don't know how much how, we can say all the great stuff about him. And he's he's been just that great so far this season. So me and Dylan both on the Miami Marlins here for this game. All right. Next game of the night is going to be the Washington Nationals visiting the uh, sorry Cincinnati Reds, a 4-10 Eastern start as well. Eric Fetty on the mound for the uh, Washington Nationals. Tyler Molle on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, looking at the line for this game, I am seeing um, minus, no, uh, my, yeah, minus 134, the uh, Cincinnati Reds, uh, plus 110 for the Washington Nationals, over under set at nine and a half. Uh, run line, minus one and a half, plus 155 for the Nationals, plus one and a half, minus 180 for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I will leave this game off here. Um, let's see. Just lost it in front of me on my screen here. All right, Eric Fetty, yeah, three and four, a 4.6 ERA. He hasn't been very good so far this season. I mean, a whip of 1.53. His last start got roughed up by your uh, Mets there, Dylan. One and one thirds inning pitch, six earned runs. He gave up eight hits. Uh, but prior to that, those four starts, he had been pretty good. He did face some pretty good offenses in that span. Los Angeles Dodgers, he shut out. Uh, and the Astros are as well. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, on the road so far for Eric Fetty, he has a 4.13 ERA, a whip of 1.54, two and two is his record on the road. Hasn't faced the Cincinnati Reds so far this season. And then on the mound, like I mentioned, for the um, Cincinnati Reds is uh, Tyler Molle. Um is record two and five, five point five three, a whip of one point three eight. Again, hasn't been very good. Uh, his last start did turn over a quality start against the San Francisco Giants. Six and two thirds, only gave up one hit, zero earned runs in that span. Uh, his bad start was against the Chicago Cubs, uh, where he gave up eight earned runs in just four innings. Um, looking at his numbers, uh, not very pretty, man. He has a ERA above five in both home starts and away starts. And last season, he also struggled at home for whatever reason. So right now he's 0-3 so far uh, at home, a whip of 1.47, which is higher than it is on the road so far this season. And as I'm more talking about this, Dylan, I really, really like the over in this game at uh, nine and a half. I know it's a little inflated. It's a big number, but both of these pitchers have really been struggling and nationals have been one of those teams that have been really good uh, on the road, uh, putting up runs. We know what the Reds offense can do. They put up, I think, eight to nine runs in the first game of the series uh, against the Washington Nationals. Bullpens are not good either. Nine and a half, it's, it's priced rightfully so, but I think this can be a game, especially during the day, uh, where we can see some runs being scored. So even with uh, a nine and a half, I do like the over in this game. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, I set my line at a 9.8. I like the over as well. Expect You mentioned the Nationals uh, on the road. They're 15 and 8 towards the over. With Cincinnati at home, they're 15 and 7. They probably have one of the best home record, home uh, total overs, 15 and 7. So yeah. I like that play. I was actually able to grab the Reds on the money line at minus 110. They're, right now, I see them at a minus 130. 
that's probably my buying point on them. I just think the Reds are playing much better baseball than the Nationals. The uh, the Reds, they won the opening game in this series very convincingly last night, 8-1. to one. Uh, I'll take another shot with uh, Molly. I think he has to get things going eventually. So I think this is a good start for him against like, a bad national team who's struggling. What have they? They've lost five, maybe. I think it, they've lost four of their last five. So I don't know. I, I just think this is a, a bad start. This is a bad spot for the Nationals. So give me Tylee. I think he has a nice bounce back. And I'm just going to throw that bad start. He That start against the Cubs he had, mm-hmm. that's another outlier. Just throw that out the window. So give me t- uh, Taylor. Eh. Tyler, Molly, yeah. And Tyler, Molly, and the Reds <laughs> on the money line. Yeah, uh, just echoing what you said about the uh, over trend uh, as an away team, the Washington Nationals, 65.2% towards the over and Cincinnati Reds as a home team, 68.2% to the over. Uh, both of those teams rank a second in those respective um, uh, respective uh, trends, um, like I mentioned, for the over-under. So um, Reds here, and I think we have both agreement on the over in this game between these two squads. All right, next game of the day, it's going to be the Los Angeles Angels uh, visiting the Philadelphia Phillies, Michael Lorenzen on the mound for the uh, Los Angeles Angels, Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Looking at the line for this game, I do not see one posted yet. Let me check another screen here, see if that's been posted, because we do have uh, both starting pitchers in this game. Um, let me see. Do you see a line for this one, Dylan? No, there's no lines posted for this one, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, we can just talk through the uh, the pitching matchup here, and then we can move on to the next game. Yeah. Uh, you want to you want to leave this one off? Uh, so I did make the Phillies a minus one forty favorite with Zach Wheeler. I think he is a little better than Lorenzen right now, and I just can't back the Angel team right now. There's, something yeah. is wrong with them. They are they're not right, and I've talked to a couple people out in LA, and they are not doing well right now. And mm-hmm. I think the firing of Joe Girardi now it might excuse my language it might light, light a fire up the players' ass a little bit. They oh, might yeah. want to go out and prove to them, hey, we're not this sorry club. We're, we're much better than what we've been portraying for the first quarter of the year. So on that alone, I, I think the Phillies have to come out, especially at home. Those Philly fans are ruthless. So at home, they're ace <laughs> on the mound. you got, you got to think they're going to come out blazing. So I'm going to take the Phillies on the money line, depending on what the price is. If it's anything above a 140 and we get a plus 150, I'll probably be on the Angels, but at a minus 140 or lower, I'll take a shot with the Phillies. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Zach Wheeler at home. Um, I would take, I, w- I don't know, I would even consider taking the run line here for the Philadelphia Phillies and echoing about everything that we discussed with the firing of Joe Girardi with a reeling Los Angeles uh, Angels team coming in. I think they've, I don't know, lost like 13 out of their last 15. Uh, I think they're like two and eight over their last 10. They're, they're just struggling right now. Um, and now you have to go up against Zach Wheeler, who's who's been pretty good for this team. That's been uh, obviously not been pretty good for this team, but I think I, re- I want to trust him more uh, at home versus on the road. So <clears throat> Zach Wheeler for both of us, Philadelphia Phillies over the Los Angeles Angels in this game. All right, next game of the day, it's going to be, and I don't see a pitching matchup 
for either one. Uh, it's going to be the second game of that doubleheader between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs. I don't see a pitching matchup. Dylan, do you see one? No, I don't. I I think it might be a bull, bullpen game. I, I, maybe Leiter Jr. might go for the Cubs in the second game, I think, but I can't trust him. So Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll just skip over this game because we don't have a pitching matchup for this game. So, again, uh, uh, just wait for that pitching matchup, which will probably be announced tomorrow uh, for these two. Uh, for the second, It's the second game of a doubleheader. I think that's what really what it is. But uh, two games left on the board here, Dylan. <clears throat> uh, let's go with the first one. It's going to be the Atlanta Braves uh, visiting uh, Colorado at Coors Field. Spencer Stride, Strider on the mound for the – Atlanta Braves and Kyle Freeland on the mound for the Colorado Rockies. Um, currently seeing the Atlanta Braves favored minus 155 on the money line, plus 135 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies over under set at 11 and a half with juice towards the over at minus 115 run line, minus one and a half, even money for the Atlanta Braves and plus one and a half minus 120 for the uh, Colorado Rockies here. Um, like I mentioned on the mound for the Atlanta Braves, it's going to be Spencer Strider. He is one and two so far this season for the Atlanta Braves, uh, 3.45 ERA with a whip of 1.08. He had his first start last week against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona. Wasn't very pretty. He gave up five earned runs in four and a third inning off of four hits. He did have seven strikeouts, but again, uh, he, they are trusting him to get a second start of the season. Uh, looking at the splits here, <clears throat> he's been uh, decent on the road, but it's again, it's been out of the bullpen for him. 2.87 ERA with a whip of 0.083. And then for the Rockies, like I mentioned, Kyle Freeland, left-handed pitcher, one in five so far this year with a 4.96 ERA, a whip of 1.56. Uh, his last start against the Washington Nationals in Washington, not very pretty for him either. Five and two thirds, five uh, earned runs given up in that game. He did walk four batters. Um, <clears throat> he's last last four starts. Um, he did have a good start against the Pirates, but prior to that, against the Giants, he gave up three earned runs in six innings, and then against the Kansas City Royals in four and two thirds inning pitch there, Dylan. He gave up twelve hits in that game and six earned runs. He's walked at least two batters in every single one of his last five starts. At home, a 6.25 ERA with a whip of 1.67. One and three so far at home. What this is screaming to me, Dylan, is over, over, over. Um, 11 and a half. It's, uh, it's crazy to say. It seems a little conservative to me, especially with these two batters. I'm sorry, pitchers on the mound. Uh, on Thursday night, we saw the um, Atlanta Braves put up 14 runs in that game and they won that game four, sorry, 13 to six. So plenty of runs in that game. Um, I would look at it first five innings over full game over. I think over, over is uh, a play for me in this game. What about you, Dylan? Yeah, no play on the side. I I mean, I can't fault you for playing it over at cores. I did set my line at 11.4. So I, but you could go. They could. We saw the Marlins put up 14 by themselves. So, yeah. I mean, it could it could go over in an instant. So I wouldn't stray you away from that. But this one was a tough game to handicap. I did make the Braves a minus 110 favorite. So for me, there's actually value here with the home puppy. But the Braves, they picked up a 
They picked it up a little, but they do struggle on the road in general. Uh, as we know, the Rockies, they are good at cores, but for some reason, Kyle Freeland has not pitched well at home this season. So yeah. I would say he only had one good outing at home this season, and it was in the beginning of May against a Reds team when they were on that terrible losing streak. So don't know how much you can put into that. But with Strider, he didn't have a good outing his last start on the road against a D-back team who's just not a very good hitting team. So mm-hmm. if I had to play it, I would take the home puppy. Anything over a, a plus 120, I think there's value here with the Rockies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> again, yeah, like you mentioned with with Kyle Freeland, um, we uh, we on the podcast, especially you, we, we like taking those home puppies. Um, and that's probably a spot where he does bounce back. But I think that was going to be a game where we see a lot of runs being scored. So I'm going to stick with the over 11 and a half in this game. All right. Uh, last game of the night. It's going to be between Dylan's New York Mets uh, in L.A. to take on the Dodgers. Pitching matchup is going to be David Peterson on the mound for the New York Mets and Walker Bueller on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Looking at the opening line for this game, Dodgers a heavy favorite here, minus 180, um, plus 155 on the money line for the New York Mets. Over-under is set at 8.5. Run line, minus 1.5, plus 110 for the LA Dodgers, and plus 1.5, minus 130 for the New York Mets. Dylan, I'm going to let you lead this one off with your unbiased handicap about your New York Mets, bud. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no play on this side. I do like the under eight and a half of this one. I set my total at 8.1. First game of the series was extremely defensive last night. 2-0 was the final score. Dodgers got the win. And not just saying this as a Met fan, but this is the first time this year the Mets were held without a single run being scored. That's, that's wow. pretty impressive, especially against the Dodgers who have been struggling. So the Mets, they're dealing with an injury. Stupid Lindor hurt his <laughs> hand in, in a door, ironic enough. But that actually helps this under, I feel like. And with Bueller, he's actually been better on the road than at home this season. Mm-hmm. But he's the Dodgers ace, and he might be catching the Mets at a good time. But I won't go against my team. I can't do that. I did make the Dodgers a minus 170 favorite. So hopefully by the morning time, we get a nice plus price with the Mets. But – with how good Peterson's been on the road and Bueller going, having a bounce back, I think we see another low-scoring affair. So under eight and a half is the play for me. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth there. I think uh, Walker Bueller bounces back here. Uh, it's after a, um, at least to Walker Bueller standards, a, a rough game against the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, where yeah. he did give up six, uh, sorry, give up four earned runs, two long bombs in that game. He did strike out seven. Uh, but not not very Walker Bueller esque, I think we could say. But he's he struggled a little bit over his last four starts here, Dylan. Uh, he's given up at least four earned runs in two of his last four starts, and he's given up at least two earned runs in every single one of those starts um, <clears throat> in his last four starts. So I think I think this might be a spot where he can bounce back here um, against the New York Mets. So I do agree about the under this game, but I don't want to lay that minus one eighty price, uh, even though Walker Bueller is on the mound. So I agree with you about the under here in this game at eight and a half. Um, so a couple things here. I did get a, a, a friend of the show on our, uh, pod to do a special segment here. Uh, it's our friend Minty Betts of Yahoo Sportsbook. Uh, we did a special segment with her, got some, uh, 
baseball talking. We got some hockey talking, but I will let you guys listen to it from here with the special segment with Minty. And joining us, a very, very special guest. Well, she's not a guest anymore. She's a friend of the network and particularly the shows that I'm on. Not trying to flex a little bit or anything like that, but it's the Yahoo Sports lead betting analyst and host of not only Yahoo Sportsbook, but you can also catch her on MSG Networks and an amazing content creator. I don't know why you guys are not following her on Twitter, but friend of the show, Minty Betts. Minty, how's it going? It's going very well, Munaf. I'm so glad to be on. I hope you're doing well and cashing your bets. I see that you are. So uh, I'm excited to be on with you today. I'm trying. I'm trying. I uh, it, There's some rough patch. You know how betting goes. You have the highs and you have the lows, but you just kind of got to ride them out. But speaking of winning, you... My good friend who had what was it 14 and 0 stretch there last week or the week before? Yeah. How did that go? What was that on hockey? Uh, yeah, last week, 14 0 hockey and baseball. There you go. Uh, it was very well until Formula One on Sunday, which I always lose in Formula One. It's a very hard sport to bet on. Uh, everything is always just almost hitting. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a great run. And I don't think I'll ever see a run like that ever again. That was the first time I ever went on such a streak in my entire short betting career. Uh, so I hope that's not the last time, but I. Embracing myself that it might be. <laughs> oh, definitely. I don't think it, it'll be the last time. Uh, I've had runs of like, like you meant, like 10 and 0, 11 and 0, like 13 and 1. And then it could easily go the other way as well, where you're losing like 10 out of 13 bets. But I guess that's just a part of betting. But speaking of hockey, I know we're talking about baseball. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But you are absolutely killing it in hockey. And I'm always looking out for your picks. And if I don't see a pick, I'm usually messaging you. Where are the picks? But uh, we're about what? In the conference finals right now, how's uh, hockey overall going? Uh, and it's been some really exciting games. I watched that uh, Avalanche and Oilers game one where everything seemed like it was going into the back of the net. But what's been going on with hockey? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's been a little, I, I'm very cautious when betting game ones. So we just saw game one of the Eastern Conference final, game one of the Western Conference final. Uh, tonight's game two, we saw game two of the Colorado Avalanche and Edmonton Oilers, and mm -hmm. it, it did not go as planned at all. Uh, <laughs> everyone was expecting it to hit the over because of what we saw in game one. And of course, it hit the under. Yeah. It was just very painful. So I'm kind of on a cold streak right now. However, playoff hockey is so so much fun to watch uh just as fun as playoff basketball um but yeah it's going really well i'm really surprised the rangers made it this far like if they win this series against the lightning they're in the stanley cup i don't i don't think that'll happen yeah uh, i mean lightning can strike three times we we may see them win another stanley cup but uh it's been so much fun and i'm just rooting on for uh my rangers oh yeah okay outside of the rangers so who do you think is really gonna win it uh, I have money on the Avs. There you go. Uh, I also had money on the Florida Panthers, but that's dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, but I really think that it's Colorado's year. Um, I I wouldn't be mad if I if we saw the Edmonton Oilers uh, win it or at least make it to the Stanley Cup either, because they yeah. really deserve it. I mean, Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Evander Kane, Zach Hyman—they're all phenomenal players. Um, so, and all top goal scorers too, which that's why I was so surprised. None of them scored a goal in Game Two. Uh, so hopefully we see a little more out of them. Uh, in the series yeah there's a lot of star power in that uh avalanche and oilers series i mean you talk about Connor mcdavid even on the avalanche side i mean uh was it nathan Mc or nate mckinnon, McKinnon yeah. oh god he is so good I, I love Connor mcdavid too me and my friends 
we wanted to get into hockey. Like I'm a, I'm a casual fan and uh, shout out to our hockey gambling podcast guys. Those are, those guys are absolutely killing it. We did go to, and I think I told you this too, that we went to a Knights game. I think it was back in 2020 or 2021 where they still had, like, they were only like selling tickets in pods of like two or four. Oh. Yeah. And this was a while back. So we, I think it was against, I forgot. I think it was the San Jose sharks, mm-hmm. but I think that's like the best sporting event I have attended of all those like major sports I've attended, like whether it's basketball, whether it's uh, baseball, uh, whether it's NFL and like at the Knights game, it was absolutely a lot of fun, but um, I I think I'm, I'm rooting for the avalanche as well. Yeah. Hockey is just one of those kind of like basketball, like the action just doesn't stop. You keep going with football. It gets a little bit boring, even though it's my favorite sport. Um, Hockey just keeps going. And then Vegas just like, kicks it up a notch because it's like a nightclub at these games exactly it's like the strobe lights and the djs and like the music is way louder than it should be and it is a lot of fun i surprisingly have never ever ever gone to an nba game or a basket even a college basketball game i've never um so maybe maybe soon maybe this year will be the year but uh yeah i haven't had the opportunity to go but i'm sure it's very fun as is hockey Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't hold my breath too long. Cause I, there's the rumors of like Seattle and Vegas getting two more or two expansion teams coming uh, to the respective cities, but that's going to be, uh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Vegas will then have what all four major sports then, right? Oh, Knights. Yes. I mean, it's about time. Vegas yeah. has all four Raiders, Knights, yeah. uh, A's and uh, some, some basketball team who knows, but yeah, I think, I think we need it. Yeah. All right. Let's transition over to baseball since we are the MLB uh, gambling podcast. Before the season started, you and I put in a um, a charity bet and it was centered on one team in particular. I was a little lower on them uh, than I guess the most of the market was. And that was the Los Angeles Angels. And I think our charity, it's a charity bet of $500 to whichever charity the one, other one chooses. And then um, it's also a jersey, right? We have to throw in a winner's choice of jersey. Is that what it is? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So loser donates $500 to the charity of the winner's choice and gives yes. the winner their favorite jersey as well. Uh, so it was the Angels team total. I had the over, you had the under 84 yep. and a half. It was looking real good for me. And now they're on like a, what, seven, eight game losing streak. And now you're rejoicing uh, at the time of us recording this. They're what, 27, 25 right now? Yeah, 27, 25. Really could go either way. It really is. I feel like it's going to come down right down to like the last week of the regular season. I think we'll both be sweating. I started chirping at you a little bit when they lost their first game of the season. And then they just went on a run after that. (laughs) Uh, Did the uh, Los Angeles Angels. But yeah, you're right. They're kind of slumping a little bit here right now. They've lost now what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. I think they lost uh, what? 11, 12 out of the last 15 games. But it's a long season, Minty. Like we know that 162 games, they got off to a great start and then um, they, they've uh, struggled a little bit, but again, they've played the Toronto blue Jays. They have played the New York Yankees and they get to go into Philly. Now um, Philly's been str- struggling. They just fired their manager as of this morning as well. So, um, and then they go into, or they have Boston coming to town then. So this is going to be a, it's going to be an interesting month for the LA angels for sure. Um what else is going on in the MLB world? Let's um, but let's talk about our trends. Uh, usually on these Friday pods, like I've told our listeners on the MLB Gambling Podcast, we'll try to figure out a trend or give you a trend where the market maybe hasn't caught up 
um, and the books makers maybe haven't adjusted yet. Minty, I'll give you the floor here first. Uh, what was your MLB trend that you have kind of noticed uh, thus far for this season? So actually, my trend is a little bit more of a popular trend. I've seen this tweeted out several times, but the Dodgers on the run line. Uh, I've been noticing the last several weeks, we yeah. know the Dodgers to be a very dominant team, consistent time and time again. Uh, not surprised they are one of the most profitable to bet on on the run line. Uh, not sure exactly what rate they're hit, and maybe you have that number, but what the heck was that series against Pittsburgh? I mean, it's <laughs> rare we see like a grade A team like LA get swept by a team like Pittsburgh, who was one of the favorites to have the worst regular season record in the league. Um, I've just always wanted to be on the right side of one of these big upsets. We see a daily where one team is a huge favorite and loses to some random team no one thought to look twice at. Um, But I was not on the right side. I didn't bet that game, but still, it's always like a, man, I wish I had bet on the Pirates that night. Um, And it happened three times. So why didn't we catch up to that? Yeah, I've 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 told uh, our listeners, and then you know my co-hosts have my co-hosts have also done a great job of this on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Is if you're gonna bet like some of these heavy like the we and Dave Sherpin, who has also you know told us about this as well, is that if you're gonna bet some of these heavy or the more popular teams, right? Like you mentioned, the Dodgers, the Yankees. Uh, I think we could throw the Astros into that mix as well. The Red Sox, you know, when they're doing well you're going to pay an extra tax on those teams because the public usually likes to come in and bet on those teams and put them in parlays and stuff. And I've said, and going back to the Dodgers of of what you identified is that don't bother betting on the Dodgers uh, money line bet. You might as well just take the reduced juice on their run line. And they've, I'm pretty sure they've been favored in every single one of their games so far this season. And you just take the minus one and a half prior to the Pirates series, they were 30 and 18 on the run line in all of their games so far, which is cashing at a 62 and a half percent rate um, so far this season. The updated number has taken a little bit of dip because of the Pirates. They are currently at 30 and 21, which is still cashing at 58.8 percent. But yeah, and I, I'm glad that you identified this as well, because, you know, this is something I've been talking about to our listeners Um you know, don't don't take the money line. Just take the reduced juice. Sometimes you can even get those plus odds on their run line at minus one and a half and lay that number with the Dodgers. So right now, uh, updated number is fifty eight point eight uh, margin. Uh, average margin of victory is right now at plus two point two, and the run line at close to a run at plus point uh, eight or close to plus one, which means. They're winning by more than two or more runs, obviously. And there are some books, Minty, that offer an alt line of minus two and a half. So if you really want to get, uh, you know, uh, if you're really feeling frisky about it, go down and go go ahead and put that minus two and a half uh, on the Dodgers, especially when they're losing games and they have to bounce back. But mm-hmm. overall, in this Dodgers team, when we when we were talking about this in our when we did our division previews, this lineup, Minty, it's a video game lineup. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it's it is. They have they have Mookie Betts, they have Freddie Freeman, they have Trey Turner. And, and the funny part is when they made the trade for Max Scherzer last season, the trade was for Max Scherzer, and they threw in Trey Turner into that into that uh, deal. But it seemed like that trade is now 
the 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 winner of that trade or the I guess the player that's really benefited for them is Trey Turner. Trey Turner, yeah, yeah. This lineup is crazy good. Uh and that's why we see them dominate every season so far. Uh yeah. Yeah. And that's why people are so high and, and people bet them every single night. Yeah, and again, I know it was a little bit of a score, but my best bet on this like the season win totals was uh, the Dodgers to go over 96 and a half wins. Um, I put a, a, a pretty good number uh, or amount of money down on that, but um, losing three straight to the pirates, that's, that's not a good look, but they'll bounce back. They will so bounce back. You don't even yeah. have to sweat that one. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me give you guys my uh, uh, trend that I've kind of uh, dug up here on this Friday episodes where we like to do, um, mine was actually going to be the Oakland A's. No, sorry. It was, yeah, two teams, Oakland A's and the uh, Baltimore Orioles. And I'll start with the Baltimore Orioles, especially in their home games. And so far this season, they are 18 and eight against the run line. Um, like I said, at home, which is about 60, 69.2%. And, and if we kind of take a look at their breakdown, Minty, uh, especially the number of wins that they do have, they were projected to be one of the worst teams, but so far this season, they are 13 and 13 at home um, and they're nine and 18 on the road. 13 of their 22 victories have come at home. Um, but like I mentioned with the Baltimore Orioles uh, at home on the run line, cashing at a 69.2% rate. But I think the other team that I do also want to mention on the run line in away games actually has been uh, the Oakland A's, where they are 19 and seven against Ooh. the run line in road games so far this season. They're covering that number at 73.1% are the Oakland A's. So, you know, a lot of times we talk about money line bets and, and things like that. But I think that if you want to get those plus one and a halves or even minus one and a half when some of these teams are favored, uh, respectively, if like the Orioles are at home, take that one and a half. And then if the Oakland A's, um, you know, are on the road, you probably want to take a look at them on the run line, whether it's if they're favored playing a crappy team or usually they're going to be underdogs because they are not very good, but they're cashing at a 73% rate. Uh, Minty, you and I have talked about a lot about the rumors of Oakland and, you know, right now during the season, they, um, let's say the fan support is not, not there for them. They're only getting about 2,500 to 3,000 uh, fans in the stadium. We know that the city, or I don't know what the rumors are, but overall, we've talked about the Oakland A's possibly moving over to Vegas. And you and I were talking offline. I know there's a lot of, a lot of traction there, but it seems like you said that the president or the owner or ship group or the front office are seems like they're coming in weekly to Vegas to maybe find a potential site for stadiums. Uh, have you heard anything updated from when we last talked about Oakland moving over to Vegas? No, everything kind of seemed like it was at a standstill since we last talked about it. I mean, the president keeps coming back weekly, bi-weekly, just coming, scoping out sites. They keep saying they're narrowing it down to like five or three sites. And it's, you know, it's a mystery where it all is. Mm -hmm. I have a couple places that I think it's going to be at or mm -hmm. a couple places that I would like it to be at. Sure. Um, but yeah, nothing really new. I I was more hopeful earlier on when I heard the rumors and now I'm just kind of like, maybe they are going to stay in Oakland, but I feel like the fan base would be a lot stronger here. The support would be a lot stronger. The money is definitely here. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, there would just be a lot more fans watching these games. Uh, and t speaking of fans at these games, I saw the other, not the other day, but like a couple weeks ago, it was like, the date was like 519, like May 19th or something. Mm -hmm. And they were selling sweets at the Oakland A Stadium for only $519. And I was like, what? Like, should wow. I go? I mean, like, it, it was crazy. They were like really trying to get people in to watch them. And uh that wouldn't happen here for sure. Oh no. So just saying, if the A's are listening, I mean, Vegas has your support right here. Yeah, you talk about a couple, uh, uh, potentially a couple of sites in your mind, you wanna share with our listeners where you think that would be? Yeah, there is one site, it's near the M Casino. So it's like south side of the strip. There's like just a ton of dirt area. It's right mm -hmm. off the freeway. It's a big open area. So you can build parking garages, parking lots, a gigantic stadium, just everywhere for fans to be. And it's right next to a beautiful luxury casino resort. It's the official resort for the Raiders. Um, oh. So that's like, yeah, where guests would stay and stuff. Um, so that would be a potential site. I want them to be in the Summerlin area, which is where I live. It's the west side of Vegas, maybe 20, 30 minutes away from the Strip. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of locals would be going to these games. A lot of locals already go to our their minor league um you know, their sister AAA yeah. team. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, the Las Vegas Aviators, they have a great turnout every single night. Um, so maybe they could build it right next to there, but uh, who knows? But I, I'm pretty sure that if they did build a stadium here for the A's, it would be somewhere on the strip. Um, like the Las Vegas Festival Grounds or something like yeah. Las Vegas and Sahara sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just about where tourists can get to easily, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would personally think that in Summerlin, like you mentioned, where I think that locals would be more prone to go into these games. Obviously, you get those tourists that come in, you know, I think they would still be willing to drive out there to yeah. to go to an A's game. I think that would probably benefit, I guess, locals more and probably the city more just kind of get away from the strip because there's just so much that goes on on the strip, right? When you, if you have football, sorry, yeah, football season going on, you know, people are parking, whether it's at Mandalay Bay or at the other casinos and uh, you know, taking a shuttle over to the game or whatever the case might be. But um, I, I saw that the aviators are actually coming to town here uh, where I live that for, to face the uh, Astros, I think, affiliate uh, next Sunday. Um, I saw that on my Twitter. So maybe I'll go check it out. That stadium is about maybe 10 minutes away from me, which, oh, which wow. probably, yeah, maybe I should get out there. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Often I do worry a little because when we have a major league team, will the minor league teams then suffer? Because uh, we have the Vegas Golden Knights, and then shortly after we got the Henderson Silver Knights, which is yeah. their sister team, um, and they're not really doing so well. I mean, I, I don't actually know how well the Silver Knights are doing, mm -hmm. uh, but the turnout to watch them is not as great as the mm. Vegas Golden Knights. You know, okay. season ticket holders are struggling selling tickets and stuff. So I do wonder if that'll make the Aviators suffer or anything, but uh, it'll still be nice to see you know, Vegas get another major league team. So is is uh, that stadium or wherever they play close to the strip or is it off the strip? The Henderson Silver Knights? Yeah. They are far from the strip. They are south of the strip in a little town called Henderson. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that might be why, because there's, you know, it's not really close to tourists or anything. Yeah. But do tourists even know that there are minor league hockey teams and like probably minor not league baseball no. teams? Yeah. <laughs> They're only there for like the major teams, like like the, the Golden Knights, the Raiders. Uh. Exactly. Hopefully, yeah. And the and hopefully maybe the A's in the very very near future. 
Um, let's get to some picks, Minty. I know we're a gambling podcast and, and we like giving out picks. Uh, we could sit here and talk for hours about sports and all that stuff that's going on in Vegas, but, uh, Saturday baseball or, or wherever, uh, you have your picks. Uh, let's dig into some of the picks. What do you got? Okay. Uh, first one, twins and blue Jays. Uh, we've got Dylan Bundy, Jose Barrios, lots of inconsistency with, with Bundy here. Uh, you don't really know which kind of pitcher you're getting with him in each game, but I'm going to assume going up against a team like the blue Jays, he's not going to do very well. And then Barrios on the other hand, not having a great start to the season. Um, in the month of May alone, he's allowed an opponent batting average of 305, ERA of seven, both of these offense, not too bad. I mean, just looking at the last two weeks Toronto is seventh in batting average fourth in OPS um, they got the 10th most homers they've got some of the fewest amount of strikeouts and the twins in general they're they're in the middle of the pack of all those stats so not terrible um, I like both of these starters to make some mistakes and and continue patterns of inconsistency mm-hmm. so although I don't really see a total out yet I'm gonna assume it's like eight eight and a half I, I like the over here yeah um let me see if I can find a number here. I know we're recording a little earlier than we usually go for the MLB pod. Actually, I do see it. Uh, I see a nine out there um, on for this game well, between the Twins and, that, but, uh, and Blue Jays. <laughs> but I do lean the over for this. No, I, and I think rightfully so, right? Like, I'll talk about Dylan Bundy here real quick. Like you mentioned, I mean, he's three and two so far for the season, but he has an ERA of 4.76, a whip of 1.31. And, and he struggled in his last start against the Detroit Tigers in Detroit, where he did go six innings. They did give up four earned runs uh, in that span. But, you know, it, on the road so far, like you mentioned, he has been atrocious uh, with a 7.50 ERA and a whip of 1.67. So um, I think those struggles will probably continue for this uh, for sorry for Dylan Bundy as they do go to Toronto, where, you know, Toronto was. One of those teams coming into the season that was going to be the big hype, the big sexy pick that this team is probably going to make a run in the American League. And I think like, you know, they're the bats have what's really let them down so far. And, you know, this lineup has so much potential. Um, and we talked about that during the division previews. But like you mentioned, over the last two weeks, they've really turned it around here. So I think the the struggles will continue here for uh, Bundy. If you're not thinking that over nine you possibly want to make a maybe look at a um, Blue Jays team total to go over that number. I think that's a different way to attack it as well. And then, like you mentioned, Jose Berrios on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, he's also struggled, uh, to say the least, three and two so far this season. Five point six two ERA, a WHIP of one point five nine. Over his last five starts, Minty, he's allowed at least three earned runs. In four of those five starts, he's given up at least five earned runs in three out of the five starts. Uh, so not been pretty, I guess we can say, not been pretty for uh, Jose Barry. So supposed to be one of the aces on this uh, team for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. But I will co-sign your over nine. And if you really want to uh, maybe take the Blue Jays team total, I don't hate that either uh, for this game. Uh, what else you got for us, Minty? Um, well, this was a a pick before Giardi got fired, but it's the Angels and Phillies because I got to put in like an Angels pick somewhere, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I believe they face Zach Wheeler and the Phillies. I'm actually going to look to the Phillies in this one. This is just a lean now, though. Um, Baseball is kind of a sport where you typically like ride the hot teams, fade the cold, and it's a very streaky sport to bet on, and it's Mm -hmm. a little difficult. But the Angels are really cold right now. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, they've lost 
like eight games in a row. Uh, I don't really know if I trust Lorenzen over Wheeler. Zach Wheeler performed great last month. His home and road splits are day and night. He's at his best when he's in Philly. Posting an ERA of 1.48, only allowed five earned runs at home. Opponent batting average of only 189. Although offensively the numbers favor the Angels, I think this is Philly's game to win at home here. Yeah, Michael Lorenzen, um, he's off to a decent start for the Angels, right? Five and two, a 3.19 ERA, but he's gotten into a little bit of trouble uh, on the road. I mean, the ERA is still respectable at home, sorry, on the road at 3.86, but he's been a a better pitcher at home, has been Michael Lorenzen, but now they're going over to Philly. Um, Yeah, we talked about Girardi uh, on the show about him getting fired, but Sometimes maybe that could be a rallying uh, a rallying point for teams. You know, I think some across you know some sports where maybe the team or players weren't buying into how the manager was managing the team or you know things like that. But I think the Phillies, especially with Zach Wheeler at home, like you mentioned, uh, where he is three and three on the season, three point one six ERA, a WHIP of one point one five. Um, again, like you mentioned, Minty, he's been liked out at home, ERA of one point four eight. For Zach Wheeler in a whip of 0.86 at home in 30 innings pitched. Um, so again, you know, we talked about the LA Angels earlier, how they're struggling so far um, over the past couple of weeks here. They're only two and eight over their last 10 games on an eight-game losing streak. So you know, maybe this might be a play where the Phillies can, you know, have a, a rallying cry with um uh, you know, having their manager now being fired and maybe somebody else taking over. But, you know, when you have your ace on the mound, I think that's definitely a good a good spot to really back uh, this team uh, of the Philadelphia Phillies. So, you know, hopefully Sean, uh, who's our, 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 our Philadelphia fan, uh, I know he was out of, he was uh, really pumping the chest at the beginning of the season, but I haven't heard much, much chirping from Sean about the Phillies uh, lately, but yeah, definitely. I will co-sign that as well. Zach Wheeler uh, on the mound against the Phillies on Saturday of uh, going off between, like I said, the angels in game two of this series. Uh, I mean, do you have anything else for us uh, as far as picks maybe for Saturday or anything else? That's it for my Saturday picks. Uh, All right. Not, not much. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we usually only give out about a lock and a dog. And so you, you, you were right there uh, on the picks as well. It's very difficult. And I've talked to this about like, uh, talked to this to my co-host, is it, it's it's grueling during MLB season to handicap 15 to 16 games a day. Like you need, like you have to be a full-time better or full-time guy to actually sit down and go through 15 different games uh, and handicap those games. But, you know, um, you know, we do our best and we try to keep up with the trends of the news and things like that for MLB. But overall, we're having a great season on the MLB gambling podcast uh, between myself, Malcolm Noah and Dylan. Um that's it for this uh, portion with Minty. Uh, Minty, you have anything else you want to let our listeners know? I'm going to give you the floor. Anything that you want to plug? Uh, yeah. If you guys can follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Sportsbook. Also on TikTok at Yahoo Sportsbook. I'm uh, currently the only one that manages the TikTok now. So just give me some love there. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, follow me on Twitter at MintyBets. You don't need to follow my TikTok because I don't make any. But uh, yeah, Yahoo Sportsbook would be the place to go. Yeah, definitely do us a favor, guys. Listen or uh, make sure to follow Minty uh, on Twitter and also the Yahoo Sportsbook uh, TikTok account. Uh, We do not want her efforts to go wasted because she does absolutely a great job of creating content. Uh, And it's uh, it's a lot of it is is funny, funny stuff. I do definitely look forward to those. 
Uh, Minty, thank you so much for joining us. Again, Minty will be back throughout the season. Uh, she's a very, very busy person. So thank you so much for taking the time out, Minty, uh, to come on the MLB Gambling Podcast with us. Of course. Thank you so much. Good luck, everyone. Yep. Always a pleasure to have Minty on the show with us. She's a great friend of the show. She'll be here with uh, throughout the season, as she always is for the MLB, but always great getting her picks and insight about stuff that's going on, not only in Vegas, um, <clears throat> but again, we mentioned our charity bet that we have going on. So it's been teeter-tattering a little bit about that Angels uh, win total. Right now, it's looking in my favor a little bit, especially with all their struggles, but um, glad to get, to get Minty on the show here. All right. Before we get to our lock and dog, let me tell you guys about Athletic Greens. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing on browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. <clears throat> IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So all you have to do is go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, Dylan, we went through, God, I don't know how many games there. Uh, it seemed like it was like 17, 18 games there. I mean, we have a couple, I don't know, a double header there. But the most important part of the show, it's time to give our lock and dog for the Saturday games. I will let you lead it off, my man, uh, lock and dog for the Saturday games. What do you got for the people? So for – I can't use – I can't use that. All right, because I was going to use the Marlins as my dog, but I can't do it because they're – it's a pick em price. So for my lock, I'll start there. I'll take your Red Sox here. I do – I know I'm fading Paul Blackburn right now and all the praise we gave him, but – Nick Pavetta, the Red Sox, they're just a much better team right now. I know they're on the road, but at this short price, I can't get away from it. So at minus 120, minus 124, whatever you could get, I like the Red Sox on the money line. As my lock, as my dog, I really don't like too much. Uh, if you don't have a dog, you give out another lock if you want. 
Don't force yeah, it. Really, we, don't, we don't like uh, forcing picks here, but if you have another lock, yeah. you know. <clears throat> I mean, I did tell you I, I leaned the Rockies as a home puppy at plus 135, but okay. another lock I really have a lot of faith in is the Mets and Dodgers under eight and a half. I think we see a much better Bueller. Uh, David Peterson, he's been great on the road. Uh, Mets are dealing with some injuries right now. So I think we see another defensive uh, game. So I, I'll give you two locks, Mets and Dodgers under eight and a half, and I'll take the Red Sox on the money line. All right, there we go. Love it. Um, for my lock, let's go with, I think that we're going to see runs all weekend long in this series, and that's going to be between the Braves and the Colorado Rockies. So I'm going to go over 11 and a half between the Braves and the Rockies. Um you know, we saw it on, on Thursday night, 13 runs put up by the Braves. Uh, the Rockies put up six as well um, uh, on their own. And that, sorry, six runs they put up. They put up a 19 total runs in that game. And I think this could be another game where we see a lot of runs being scored. And especially in Coors Field, um, <clears throat> we know the history there. So I'm going to take the over 11 and a half there. For my dog, I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays run line here, Dylan. Um I think that, you know, Berrios can bounce back here. The bats are starting to turn around here a little bit for the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't want to give out that minus 150 prize, but I think at plus 140 on their run line here, I think they can get it done here. And again, like I mentioned, if Correa, I think he's on the COVID list for the Minnesota Twins, this offense is, is completely different without him. And it's crazy to think that one guy makes a difference, but the numbers are there. And they're, I think they're eight and 10 without uh, without Correa in the lineup. They're averaging around three runs without him. And in the lineup, they're averaging close to 4.89. So and I think, again, like we mentioned, the Blue Jays bats are starting to turn around. I think this might be a spot with Berrios on the mound at home where he can turn it around here. So I'm going to take the Blue Jays run line minus one and a half plus 140 uh, as my dog. Whew, that's going to do it. A uh, big podcast here on Friday. Um, we had our, our friend of the show, Minty, on. Me and Dylan went through every single game here. A lot of picks happening. A lot of great stuff here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. We're going to continue to keep on grinding it out for you guys all throughout the season. Uh, Dylan, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, my man? Up, oh, you're on mute. I just want to give a quick shout out to our boy Malcolm. He went 11 and 2 yesterday with his pick. So Ooh. he's getting a little uh, steam under him. I like it. Hey, you know why it happened, right? Because he shaved that beard off. I think he said he's, if he goes 15 and 0, uh, he's, he's going to have to keep shaving. By 11 and 2, I think you got you to gotta keep on shaving the beard. So maybe that's what was holding him back. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Malcolm going 11 and 2 on Thursday night. Um, yeah, we're just doing a great job here. I mean, making picks and going through every single game. I don't think there's a lot of other podcasts that go out in depth uh, as we do. So, you know, shout out to our listeners. Shout out to our supporters. Uh, shout out to you, Dylan. You've been crushing it. Malcolm, Noah, uh, doing a great job with our social media. I know he, we had him on the pod yesterday. He's been busy with college baseball. But, again, we're going to be here all season long. So, definitely love uh, all the support that we've been getting. Uh, any weekend plans, Dylan? Uh, no, no weekend plans. Uh, worked a lot this week. Just going to sit back and got a lot to watch. We got NBA finals this Sunday, uh, NHL playoffs are going on. We got some fights, baseball every day. So loaded, loaded weekend. Yeah. The sports never stops, uh, uh, over here on SGPN or even for you guys to bet on, but we will be back, uh, for the Monday games sometime between Sunday and Monday. So let definitely look out for the, for, for that pod. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.